Hello and welcome everyone to From the Inside, a podcast about Amazon FBA and eBay. I want to take this opportunity to thank you for downloading, streaming, and listening to this podcast. Today I want to talk about a few things and kind of set the introduction and the, the road the roadmap for what this podcast is going to be about. So I want to look at how I learned about selling on eBay and Amazon FBA, what the knowledge level of this podcast is going to be, what my current business model looks like, which it's kind of impacted by the uh, current global events, what my overall background is, and uh, then take a look at what the sales look like for me this week. If I had any customer issues, that would kind of be the general end of the, each episode. And then later on, maybe even take questions from you guys if you send them in via email, which I'll provide later on. So how did I learn about Amazon FBA and eBay reselling? And I think with eBay, just like anyone that grew up with the internet, you knew when eBay kind of blew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. I was 10, 11 years old, hearing stories about people finding things in their closets and selling it for thousands of dollars on eBay. And that kind of piqued my interest as a child. And um, I didn't necessarily use eBay or sell or, or buy anything, probably until I was in college. Um, but I always kind of knew that eBay was the place that you went when you had things in your house that you wanted to sell and you didn't want to do a garage sale. The Amazon FBA story is a little bit different. Um, I saw a video on YouTube about flipping op- monopolies on Walmart to Amazon while working during holiday um, by Bearded Picker. And um, that kind of, at the time, um, and you'll we'll look at what I was doing um, while I, when I watched this video, but I remember telling people at work, I was like, hey, um, people are buying this thing from Walmart and they're selling it on Amazon for five times as much. Like, why aren't, why aren't they selling it for more? And, uh, that was like, wait, that's not the only thing he's doing. So that was kind of what started it. And that would have been in November. And, um, we actually, this is the first week I can track my FBA sales year over year. So I'm now, um, I'm recording this March or sorry, May 14th. Um, I've now been doing Amazon FBA sales at least for a year and uh, hadn't started eBay until uh, probably like September or October of last year. So what is the knowledge level of the podcast going to be? I kind of told you that I just started an eBay store and I'm only one year in on Amazon FBA, so it is going to be relatively early. Um, I do have an okay product knowledge in certain areas. But I can definitely tell you that I learn things every single time I go into the store. And I'm kind of at the point, I think, now where I found certain items that I know for sure. Um, you know, if you go to a, a, a thrift store or you go to a garage sale, you're going to see certain items. And that's kind of where I'm at in terms of the like the eBay side. And um, I'm at the, the point also where I have a few items on Amazon, if I could send items into Amazon, where I could go to a store um, by pretty much, you know, in my town, I'm in a fairly large city. Um, I could go to every Walmart in this town, buy this certain item and then send it into Amazon and it would be sold within a month. Um, and that's kind of where we're at now. And we'll look at that more in future podcasts, but, um, we're going to use that knowledge and then take a look at as well. Um, when we talk about my background here in a little bit, um, that knowledge with my background and uh, push and hopefully share some and um, hopefully you guys can learn and we can learn together on new things in the e-commerce world. 
So what does my current business model look like? Well, when I had first written the script for this podcast, it was entirely different. Um, we're recording this in May, like I said just a little bit ago, but um, I had actually written this script to record this podcast back in February. And I can tell you that back in February, the number one priority for me was, Am- uh, was Amazon shipments. And uh, with uh, the current world event going on, um, that's totally flipped. Obviously, if you do Amazon FBA, you know that uh, you can't send anything in. Well, you can send some things in. I have like two or three things in my office right now that I could send in, but it's not really worth a shipment. Um, so my first priority is actually now eBay. Um, like I said, with, with shipments to Amazon mostly limited, I have to turn to eBay in order to keep the, the cash flow going. I've started using online auctions. I'd never done an online auction before. I think I've gotten shipments for four out of the five auctions that I've won. And uh, we've, I've seen some success so far. Um, I definitely have some items that I'll talk about maybe in future episodes. I might do like a specific online auction episode for eBay because um, you can definitely find some things. I think it's probably a little bit, there's more eyes on it right now since people that generally do like eBay flipping can't go to um, thrift stores and other places like that and get their kind of retro items. People are going to the auctions i'll be super interested to see or to see what online auctions will look like here and maybe by like the end of the year but um so having ebay as my my main priority i had 30 listings on ebay at the beginning of march um i'm now at almost 200 i think i'm at like 190 something on ebay Um, just listed like 20 more things today and the reason why ebay listings had always been so low um, was because I still have a free store on eBay. And um, with that, you can only do the 50 listings, but also like listings that didn't sell from the prior months count towards your free listings. So I had to put up all of my listings pretty much in the first week, my new listings, um, in the first week of every month to make sure that I could list things on eBay. And as if, as with eBay, you know that um, if you sell on eBay, you, you tend to notice that the more you list, the more you sell. So, um, if I'm only listing the first week of the month on eBay, then the last, you know, two to three to four weeks are just kind of, you might sell one thing here and there, maybe every other day or so. Um, but with this listing that I've been doing, you know, it's at least one listing a day, but sometimes, you know, like today I listed maybe 20 things. Um, you know, my days of, of selling one thing a day on eBay are, um, few and far between now it's closer to, you know, three to four. I mean, I've even had with, um, Amazon, um, FBM, I've even had a couple like 10 to 15, um, package days for the postman. So, um, things have totally kind of flipped there. Now the, what has kind of allowed the, the flip to actually happen and kind of to get the snowball rolling here down, down the, the mountain is that eBay, as soon as this crisis kind of kicked off, gave, I think, I mean, they gave a bunch of people free listings. Um, and I know at the free store, I got 200 a month and I accepted the first month. I was like, hell yeah, I have a bunch of stuff in my office that I've been trying to list here for the last three months that I haven't been able to. And um, they're like, here, here's 200 free listings. And I've been just going off with the free listings. And um, since I accepted the first month, they've extended it through July. And uh, I'm going to ride that wave through July at least. And um, my original plan was to look at like maybe March or April. Um, originally was to go and see, okay, you know, the store is kind of doing well. 
should should I upgrade to maybe get a hundred listings a month? Well, I'm kind of seeing that like maybe I should do 200 a month. Um, we'll have to see how how much I can kind of purchase as we go on here. Um, but with that saying that eBay has been a huge priority, I've also done pretty well with Amazon FBM, which I never really did before. I was almost strictly Amazon FBA, um, and I found a, one item specifically that uh, I could get basically every day. Um, you just order it online because the store prices were different. You do in-store pickup. You pick up six um, just because my funds are limited. You pick up six. By the t- You list it as you're walking out to the car. You'd sell two before you were home, and then you'd sell the other four before the next morning. Ship all six out. Do another order for six. Go to the store that day. Pick up another six. I did that until the store ran out, and then they... <laughs> I mean, I think Walmart kind of notices that this happens with them, but um, the the online price would fluctuate. So for a while there, the, the price went back up, and now it's back down at 19 but I think the store prices are still pretty high. Um, but um, there is another marketplace that I've, or not necessarily marketplace, but another source that I've found the same item that I'm waiting for a shipment in, and we should continue to have success for that as long as Amazon doesn't uh, get back up on the listing and hopefully fingers crossed no one else notices this I have noticed um, a few more people on the listing than when I first saw it but I'm hoping with Walmart being kind of out of stock on things that uh, um, it will stay kind of barren for me to sell you know if you're picking up six things and selling it before the next morning you're doing pretty good so I've given you a little bit about my business model but what in my my history my work history has led me to where i am today so i have a degree in a non-business field after graduating i spent six months in a call center uh, mostly answering emails but during um, this was like a a seasonal gig i also answered i answered phone calls when they were busy after that seasonal gig um, within the same company i spent two years doing new item SKU creation and SKU maintenance and um also, you know, kind of every year to two years, um, kind of moving up that corporate ladder. Um, I spent after that two years in doing new items, SKU creation, I spent one and a half years, um, kind of being an assistant buyer. I'm kind of learning that that's different depending on where you're at. Um, mostly I dealt with pricing, um, attribution and, um, just like random one-off projects that, um, the managers didn't want to deal with. And, um, in that time, um, and in the beginning of the last three kind of jobs I'd given you, I'd started with what I would considered a smaller home e-commerce company. Now home being they sold indoor furniture, outdoor furniture, indoor decor, outdoor decor, and then kind of like random one-off categories that had to do with the home. Um, and they were bought out by a smaller, not necessarily a smaller, but they were a small startup from a big city, um, which was then within, you know, three to four months bought by one of the biggest retail companies in the world. And this is kind of where my resentment for corporations and working for other people kind of comes from. Um, after the CEO of this new corporation came to our office after purchasing us, um, you know, obviously there's questions of whether they're going to be layoffs and, um, he had said, standing in front of everyone, you know, we were small enough of a company that we could all stand in one room. He's standing in front of us. He tells us there'll be, there'll be no layoffs. There's nothing to worry about. And within one year, it was actually a little over a year, um, 
we had been purchased again by one of, you know, purchased originally, and now we'd been purchased three months later after he had told us there would be no layoffs. Um, obviously that changes things, but, um, he was still the head of this new wing of the large e-commerce company. So, um, just a little over one year, um, you kind of get an, a weird inkling that um, people that are people are in the office from out of state that shouldn't necessarily be in the office that day, and a bunch of people have meetings on their calendars that um, all say the same thing, and you kind of get the inkling. And um, there were layoffs, not necessarily right away. Some people, you know, didn't take the money and uh, just left, um, but a lot of people took, you know. They were getting big bonuses to stay through our hol- basically our holiday. Um, I had worked in outdoor, so you know they did the layoff starting in like March. That's like the beginning of our season, so that you you know they can't necessarily lay people off because they wouldn't have anyone to be able to handle all the stuff that's going to be going on through April, May, June, July, August, and into September. So um, they they basically kept everyone on through August, and uh, said after that you know the people that are left are going to kind of have to handle things. So we, we take things over, we kind of get how things are going to go. And there's this like weird gallows humor that kind of falls over my team and department. And it's kind of hard because you know that that sort of thing is going to kind of continue to happen. And, um, after those layoffs, I went through the holiday season during that holiday season is when I saw the YouTube video from beer to picker. And as I kind of saw the next round of layoffs coming within that next year, um, so like February rolls around, my boss's boss resigns, my boss resigns, I'm going, okay, I'm kind of getting the writing on the wall here, um, it's time to kind of move and, and look for something else, and I find this new, what I thought was up and coming e-commerce company here in the same town I lived in, um, you know, super highly rated the reviews of everyone that worked there were super high um they were known as being very hard to actually be offered a job for so i applied for a position which would have been a step back i was basically going back to SKU creation and um i was i was hired and i had started there in april and i very quickly got this weird sort of cultish feeling about the place um and I also kind of realized early on that they didn't really know what they were doing. Um, being a new startup e-commerce company, they were looking to kind of build their own website and, you know, put their their name out there and kind of be this new e-commerce platform that they thought within five to ten years were going to be one of the top three um, e-commerce companies in the world. And um, I was laid off in July of that year after they realized that uh, they didn't have the cash. Um, they didn't know what a thing called CP was, and this is kind of different depending on where you work. CP for me is contribution profit, which is what you sell an item for minus the cost, minus the shipping, minus the fulfillment costs. And um, they were just going off GMV. So, you know, they would report GMV numbers. Hey, we're doing really good. Look at all this money. Look at all this, you know, look at all this GMV we're selling things for. And um, what they quickly realized is they were running out of money. They had to sell off a portion of the company and they had to shut down the wing of the company that was building this new e-commerce site that they were launching. And now they strictly do just um, uh, marketplace platform work. They're definitely one of the top five uh, marketplace sellers on Amazon and and I know for sure on Walmart. Um, 
and uh, I'm uh, it kind of just further fueled my um, my resentment for working for people that um, you quickly realize. And I think at a young age, I'm very lucky that this kind of happened to me that I worked for two different places that one, you know, is known for not really caring for their employees. And then the other one was all about the employees and how quickly both were, you know, they were the same thing very quickly to uh, remove people when they needed to. And that's my background as of, you know, August or July of last year. Um, I now work for another <laughs> e-commerce company in the same town that I live in, city, I suppose. And um, they're kind of figuring out the e-commerce thing, I think. Um, I have a different aspect or viewpoint of it since I've worked for one of the biggest e-commerce companies on the earth. And um, to see how they do things, it's very much like the second company. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. I'm definitely super interested to help them out. And um, we'll have to see how that goes. But that's my background. Um, let's jump into sales for this week to end off the podcast. So let's take a look at what the last seven days of sales have looked like on the two platforms that I'm mostly selling on right now. Um, I didn't mention earlier that I have kind of cross-listed things that haven't been selling on eBay onto Mercari. Seen a little bit of success with that, um, but it's not necessarily a platform that I'm focusing on in my limited time right now. So um ebay the last seven days 285 dollars in sales my actual my last 31 days are up 189 percent um i think that's yeah to the prior period so month over month i'm up 190 percent which is pretty good um i think that just is mostly down to more listings um and kind of on older items things that i've had in the store since um christmas trying to get those out toys that I I had this weird situation where I was able to kind of a lot of things on Amazon toy wise weren't necessarily in the toy category so I could send them in and sell them and then Amazon um, by or around holiday season went through and kind of cleaned up their categories and marked a bunch of things as toys and I had to take it all back in um, basically back into my office and list it all on eBay and a bunch of it went out before Christmas but um, I'm still holding on to a little bit of it um, so I'm trying to get those out of the door, basically just recouping what I paid. Um, I'm going to sell it and I kind of just want the funds, just get the funds sort of idea. So, um, almost $300 in sales the last seven days, up 190% month over month. And, uh, so we're getting 75% more listing impressions. That's mostly just down to, to more listings. Um, active listings are up 70%. That's just more listings. Conversion is actually at 5%, which is, I think is pretty good for a store. I've been, um, of my size at least, I've been looking and trying to find other YouTubers and stuff to see what their sales conversion rate is. I haven't seen anyone talk about that before. That was kind of a big thing when I worked in the uh, larger e-commerce world is you kind of set your, your site based on what was converting the best. Um, and that's eBay. Amazon is at $357.54 for the last seven days. Um, and if we look at that, my biggest sale day was Sunday. And that would have been the last day that I had um, the item that I could pick up in store. So 
things are a little rough. I mean, most of the time I'm selling two to three things a day on Amazon, and I have one item right now that kind of sells one to two a day. That's FBA that I sent in before everything happened. We'll take a look here to see if um, I kind of check my shipping plan every day to see if new things have happened. I did get an email today from Amazon saying that I had unlimited storage for the next period. Yeah, I still only have one item that can be sent into my current shipping um, shipping plan. So that's going to be rough. Um, well, I think we'll probably just stick to eBay for the time being, except for those one to two item outliers that I found on Amazon, as long as I can get those on my or in my hands, you know. But I think that's all I have for you this week. Um, I have a bunch of different show ideas. Um, I have like 10 different ones planned out. Now that's, I mean, I originally planned to do this podcast, start it back in February or March. And uh, things have changed a lot in those three months. So I'm sure I'll have a lot of different topics coming around. Um, and maybe these, these episodes that I have kind of scripted out will be filler episodes if I don't have something to talk about that week. But um, I didn't have any customer issues this week. Um, I think the only one I had a message on eBay about someone needing to change the address and I sent them like, Hey, um, I can't change the address. Plus I'd already shipped it out like three days before. And then I noticed today that they gave me a, a positive feedback for the item. So it sounds like it went to the right address. Um, but no issues this week, which is good. You know, the more you sell it, the more of those issues you're going to run into. But as long as I can skate by without having to deal with it for a little while longer, I'll take it. So again, thank you guys very much for listening and giving this podcast a chance. Obviously it's a little rough here in the beginning, um, but I think we'll, we'll, we'll hit a groove going on here. I want to keep it an hour or less for sure, but maybe take a look at the opportunity to bring in guests on later on and that sort of thing too. So thank you guys very much for listening, downloading, streaming, however you are and uh, have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you later.